In today's episode, I discuss the limiting belief of not being good enough. I go through some reasons as to why this may be holding you back, such as childhood experiences and past behavioral patterns. And I share useful tips on how to stop this voice through mindfulness and self-awareness. I loved this episode so much, so I hope you do too. Enjoy. Hello, my beautiful angels, and welcome to episode 25, which is the last episode for season one, which I cannot believe I've already completed. Like, it's just been crazy. Um, Yeah, such a crazy feeling to know that. And honestly, this first season has gone so quickly. Like, I am just so happy with how it has gone and come along. Um, Honestly, this was just like a crazy idea. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't go well, oh, well, it's like not meant to be. But if it does, then let's fucking go. So, (laughs) and it went like that. So I'm just so, oh, I'm just so thankful that it's, um, yeah, I'm actually so thankful for all of you um, who listen each week. It literally, seriously, means so much to me. And yeah, for those who have personally reached out um, about any of the episodes this season, like honestly, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, for your kind messages and feedback um, or, you know, general support, like it goes such a long way in the growth of this. And I'm just so glad I have helped you in some way um, as that's all I want to do and keep doing. Um, And hopefully, well, I am hopeful um, that I have provided a space where you can come to learn all whilst feeling seen, heard and loved. And if there has been, you know, a smile on your face during any one of the episodes, then I have been successful. Um, Yeah, I'm just so grateful to share my thoughts with you and I cannot wait for next season as I have some fucking juicy things planned. I am just so excited, like honestly cannot keep my excitement in and I'm realizing that I'm doing a lot of mouth breathing right now, So, which I've been become aware of in the last probably two months, I'll say, about mouth breathing. So I'm trying to be intentional about like nasal breathing. So instead of being like, like all the time, I'm like, and then I'm speaking, which is really hard because I'm trying to get everything across um, so fast. And I feel like that's the only way I can get things across, but doing things a bit more slower and just really being conscious of my nasal breath. (laughs) Um, but yeah, anyway, I sound like I'm ending the episode, but, um, I'm literally just getting started. And the hot mention of this week is to do an act of kindness for someone. And this could literally be holding the door for for a stranger, paying for someone's coffee, complimenting a friend or a stranger, holding space for a friend, literally anything that will require you to come from a place of kindness and love. You know, there is so much that goes on behind the scenes of someone's life and your one small act of kindness could make their day or even save their life. And you have no idea how much this could positively impact them. And by doing this, 
you will also feel so much love in your being as it's you know literally a butterfly effect and mm, there's my nose breathing <laughs> as we are aware there's a lot of negativity circling around at the moment and so showing up through love and kindness is simply the best way to prevent the negativity being held within your body you know when you act from a place of kindness and love you will attract others who are doing the same and the energy that is created from this is so powerful that it causes people who are living in fear and negativity to feel this love even if they're not in the same environment and it has actually been scientifically proven by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, and yeah, feel free to research it if you feel called to. Um, his book, Supernatural, um, talks about it. Uh, he actually yeah, talks about it in the first few pages. And hmm, seriously, kindness is so powerful. And we have the choice every day to act on it. You know, it shouldn't take much out of us to come from this place. But if it does, maybe try showing yourself more of it and you will be surprised how much it will start to be reflected off of you. Like I said, the more you give yourself something, the more it will be reflected off of you and out into the world. Like the world right now needs more kindness. And I know you all have beautiful souls and will show an act of this at Stum's literally some stage in your in your day. And the more you give, the more you will receive. Like my dad says, literally in giving you out, you shall receive. I fucking love that. Um, yeah, let's get into the actual topic today, which is all about understanding why you may be feeling as though you are not good enough. And I really wanted to do an episode on this because I have had way too many conversations with people recently who think they are not good enough to do whatever they feel called to or just, you know, feeling this way in general. And of course, I hold no judgment towards these people feeling this way because I have, I too have moments where I don't feel good enough. And yes, at stages, we are going to feel some lower vibrational energy throughout our being. And that is okay. Like it is all about how you approach this and deal with it that will either keep you in this state or allow you to change these thoughts that are coming up and move back into that higher vibrational frequency, which will allow us to feel like we are enough. And oh God, my nasal breathing. <laughs> really trying to be conscious of that, but it's so hard. Um, our high, you know, our high, oh my God, our high powered society and culture is so competitive and often encourages us to look outside ourselves for our self-worth. Yet when we turn to external sources, such as appearance, opinions from others or academics to build up our self-esteem, we are still left feeling unworthy internally. The truth is that everyone is good enough. The real question to ask yourself is, why am I not feeling good enough? To truly live the life you desire, you have to look into what drives you and determine the deeper reasons you feel like you're not good enough 
And one of the reasons could include your childhood upbringing. Where in this stage of your life did you feel like you were not good enough? It could have been in grade three at school and a teacher told you that you weren't good enough at a particular subject and therefore not achieve as well in the future. And this was actually my experience with maths. Um, And I have to admit, maths, and still is, (laughs) not my strength. Um, You know, I did not understand the equations, how to multiply big numbers, you know, and don't get me started with the pie shit. (laughs) Um, You know, I knew maths wasn't for me and I quite literally sucked at it. But hearing it from a teacher when I was literally seven years old just embedded that knowledge even further and made me not want to try to improve whatsoever. And yeah, in year three, we literally had um, math, math levels, and I was in the bottom two. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and they were all named after sea animals. And I can recall mine being named the turtles, and most of my friends were in the sharks. I literally laugh about this now, because it's just so funny. But yeah, and I wanted to be in the sharks so badly. Like, <laughs> I actually think my mum spoke to my teacher at parent-teacher interviews and said how much I would like to be in the Sharks. But, but my teacher said my math abilities were not up to the standards to go to that higher level. And that's, you know, and that's where the feelings of not being good enough could, could start from and started with me. And yeah, like, oh my gosh, I even, I literally remember that moment sitting there and I was like, oh God, like, I'm never going to be in the sharks. I'm always going to be in the turtles. This sucks. And I think I told my friends like, or they would give me shit about not, about me being in the turtles and then being in sharks because everyone in the turtles was just like, obviously not good at maths at all. And it was just, oh God, it was so frustrating. But anyway, um, another reason that may be more relatable could be that you loved, this is just, I'm literally just giving you all these examples because, you know, I feel like this is more relatable. Um, But yeah, literally, this could be that you loved painting as a kid and would always show your parents what you had created after you were finished. But your older brother played football and was really good and would always come home telling your parents how he got best on field for the game and how many disposals he racked up. And one day you finished your painting and you were really happy with how it looked. So, you know, you went to show your parents and like your mum said it looks wonderful and then your dad said, you know, great job, honey. But then your brother comes home in the middle of you receiving your positive feedback and your parents leave you and go straight to him asking how he went and he tells them that, And he tells them and they say, oh, well, oh, well done. You were so much better and, you know, you're so much better than I was at your age and gosh, you're you're so awesome and all this shit. And then they say, how about we take you out for dinner tonight to celebrate? And just like that, you feel like your painting isn't good enough to be celebrated and that emotional response becomes a memory And when you attach that memory with an emotional response, it starts to become embedded in your mind. And as soon as somebody doesn't acknowledge you for your work later in life, 
that same emotional memory when you are a child will come up. And it will keep coming up until you go back and acknowledge the younger you and forgive your parents, brother, and yourself for how it played out. And you can instead interpret what you wanted to hear in that moment to release the pain that was felt. And this is what Joe Dispenser teaches. And yeah, I really encourage you, if you want to learn more about how memories are created after an emotional response is attached, then I really encourage you to look into Joe's work. And you can find literally thousands of videos on YouTube of him explaining the neuroscience behind this. And his meditations are also next level and have literally changed who I am and how literally how I live my life. Yeah. And another thing is limiting beliefs. And that, you know, and these are usually formed from childhood too. When we were, you know, when we learned to seek the love of our parents or caregivers by acting a certain way. And these beliefs are thoughts and opinions that we believe to be the absolute truth and can actually stop us from moving forward and growing on a personal level. You know, as I mentioned, they are usually created through childhood, but they can also be influenced by events later in our life. And for example, if we do poorly on a test or, I don't know, lose a competition, be rejected from somebody, all of these experiences will likely result in the belief that we are not good enough. And this is why some people never seek to experience new things as they are too afraid of failing, as this will likely bring back that limiting belief from their past experiences. And, you know, in order to remove these limiting beliefs, in particular, I am not good enough to do X, Y, Z, we have to go back and ask ourselves where this has stemmed from. And you can ask yourself why you believe that you can't. Like, says who? Did somebody when you were young call you stupid? Did they make fun of you? Did they tell you that certain people can only do X? Depending on your frame of mind and how you know, you interpret the statement, you unconscious, unconsciously choose to believe that statement. That's how self-limiting beliefs are formed and, you know, are born and take hold. If you believe a statement that somebody says about you, then you unconsciously start taking actions to prove that what they said was true and what they said becomes a self-fulfilling prediction. And, like as you dig deep into why you believe something about yourself, you see the most of your beliefs are based on what other people have said. Basically, many self-limiting beliefs are based on other people's opinions and their own limitations. They are not your limitations. You have just adopted them. And yeah, now that we have identified where these beliefs have stemmed from, we can then focus on the physical feelings in our bodies when they come up, such as any discomfort felt in certain body parts, heightened emotions, you know, tingling sensations, huge butterflies, literally anything that makes you feel just off or uncomfortable are the signs to be most aware of. And because you are aware of some of the symptoms that you've gone back to your past to discover why you feel that way about yourself, 
you can release the belief. It doesn't belong to you. Like you literally picked it up and adopted it, but you can just as easily put it down. And yeah, it will take some time to fully release this belief. And we have to show ourselves some empathy here because we've literally had these beliefs stuck within us for the majority of our lives. So of course, (laughs) it's going to take a while to get rid of them completely. And doing some self-reprogramming and using your imagination will really assist you with this process. And you can do it through meditation, um, diving into your subconscious mind, where you can literally let go of the shit that has kept you small and reprogram it into self-loving beliefs. And like, we know in our hearts what feels comfortable and what feels uncomfortable. We just have to listen and actively pay attention to these feelings in order to be in true alignment and create the changes we know we need to happen. You know, oh, and literally this goes, gosh, this also goes with the way you speak to yourself. Like self-talk is your inner monologue, the conversation you have with yourself throughout the day. And this is so important to be aware of because you can literally manifest more of what you are saying to yourself if you're doing it repeatedly. And the chances of this are very high as 85% of the thoughts we had yesterday are going to be the same as today. So if you are constantly saying to yourself, I am not good enough to be here, to do this, to make change, to have this, anything along those lines, you're going to create more of it and keep in this cycle until you start to catch this negative self-talk and change it into something that is more empowering or questioning or literally questioning it. You know, ask yourself, would I say this to my best friend? Would I treat anyone else the negative way I treat myself? And God, I know it is easier said than done, but believe me, these questions will start to help you acknowledge how you are actually speaking to yourself and make you rethink how you can turn the phrase of, I am not good enough to, I am good enough. And I have always been, since the moment I entered this world, it was others who installed this limiting belief in my mind, not me. And then from here, you can forgive that person or people that created this limiting belief. And it's not about blaming them. It's about forgiving. The more you blame others, the less space you have to forgive. And we need a lot of space for this. So I guess think about this for a moment. When we are born, there are only a few things we are already aware of. And yes, this is actually true. In our mum, like our mother's womb, We already felt, heard, and perceived what was happening around us through our senses. And then as we grow and develop from babies to small children, we learn things through those who are around us and most often from our parents or caregivers. And because, you know, and because of this, we learn the behaviors of them. The self-talk they have with themselves often is projected onto us too. And at this age, we don't know what positive or negative self-talk is unless you had super, you know, unless you had super aware parents um, who taught you this or you were consciously enough already (laughs) Um, or, you know, conscious enough already. 
Um, Like we think it's normal to behave in the way of our loved ones. And so we continue to do so until someone questions it or we have become aware of what we are doing, you know, probably later in life. But in most cases, we often have to unlearn the unconscious behavioral patterns of those who raised us because they too developed their parents' unconscious behavioral patterns and conditioning. So there is no one to blame in this loop. We just have to forgive and let go. And, you know, I'm aware that I am speaking as a collective here. So if this isn't resonating with you or making sense, then you probably didn't inherit the behavioral patterns or just had really conscious parents that stopped the line of negative behaviors, which they didn't, you know, want you to develop or be aware of, which is fucking awesome. And yeah, I hold no judgment for my parents or, you know, anyone's that matter. Like, because mm, I know they raised us the best they could with what they knew and had. And that goes for everything in everyone's life. Like you are, everything you're doing right now is, is enough and can only be enough because, you know, everything that you, you know, you've been taught, you've been learnt has like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, um, yeah, everything you've been yeah, you only know what you know and you can only learn, you've only learned what you learned. So of course, you're, wherever you are in this stage of life, it's, it is where you're meant to be with what you have. And yeah, just being consciously aware of that is, is awesome. And, you know, it was only a few years ago when I started to become consciously aware of some of the behavioral, you know, patterns I was displaying that my parents had been for the majority of my life. And, you know, I knew these were not ones I wanted to keep enduring or living with. So I made the change and got help from a mind-body coach and psychologist to unlearn them. And gosh, nowadays we're so lucky to have people that, you know, are teaching this and providing offerings. You know, we can engage in to learn how to unlearn negative behavioral patterns that were installed in us from an early age. So I am so thankful people have come into this space and have created big shifts and and changes which have benefited us immensely and will, you know, literally continue to do so. And yeah, something else I wanted to touch on is external factors. And even when you know that you are good enough, other people can quickly ruin your confidence. When you nail a presentation at work and receive negative feedback or go for that big promotion and get turned down, it's easy to think you're not good enough. You know, when someone doesn't return our phone calls, stands us up on a date or breaks off a relationship, we tell ourselves we, you know, we weren't good enough for them. Like, Focusing on external factors like these only brings frustration and pain into our lives. But by focusing on what you can control, like this is the only way to make peace with yourself. And this goes hand, it literally just goes hand in hand with expectations. Like we cannot control other people's actions, no matter how many expectations we put on them. So if we are constantly giving our loved ones um, and the people around us gifts, 
gifts and then are always expecting to receive affection and love in return, we will end up disappointed because some of the relationships we are in won't work that way unless we directly say to them um, that, like, that is something we value. Um, and, like, reciprocation is something we actually value. And whilst we're, whilst we're um, touching on values, it is so important to express them to the people around you so they know what is a non-negotiable for you and they can meet your needs and you can meet theirs. And, like, if you don't be clear on your values, then you can't expect those around you to know what they are and if they are crossing over them. Like, you have to be clear in your communication in order for your needs to be heard. And this will help your relationships so much. And I've been doing this so much (laughs) lately, and it's been so good. Like, just telling them what I value and what is a non-negotiable. And they're like, yeah, like I can work with that. And then I can work with theirs. And it's just like, fuck yeah. Um, and yeah, also the expectations of I should have done this or I could have done that or they won't appreciate me if I don't act this way. All of those phrases are us trying to hang on to our identity of what we should be doing. Instead, Try and listen more to your heart. What do you really feel like doing in this present moment? You know, we have been conditioned to live from our minds instead of our hearts. You know, like it's just absolutely crazy how much we've actually been programmed into like thinking from our minds instead of thinking from our hearts. Because if everyone, seriously, if everyone in this world focused on their heart and listen from my heart. Oh my god. I feel like the world would be such an amazing place. Like it really is. Like to me the world is is really awesome. And but if people actually listen and follow to the hearts, oh my god, man. Like there will be some huge shifts and I already feel like there's a lot of huge shifts already happening in this world, which is freaking awesome. But yeah, just doing like listen to your heart. Like if you're in a job that you hate or like just anything in life that you that you don't feel like you're truly aligned to just come back to your heart be still for 5 minutes just be still for 5 minutes and ask what am i really feeling like in this moment what do i need what do i need to let go of and just be really in tune with that because seriously it will guide us through the way we are supposed to be living in our true alignment with ourselves and then the universe and or whatever you call your higher power will come to you and be like, fuck yeah, you are doing it. You are doing the work. You are listening to your heart. And that's that's the only way, the only way literally to live is to listen to our heart and everything will come as it should be. And yes, it might be scared or might be fearful to listen to your heart and really acknowledge how you're feeling because yes, we've been conditioned to not do that. So of course it's going to be like a bit scary, but fuck, we just got to do it. We just have to do it in order to just make the world an amazing, beautiful place and to know within yourself that you're in true alignment with who you are. Authentic, be so authentic because that, that 
will lead you to an awesome life and literally your purpose. I mean, your purpose in life, you're already here, so that's fucking enough. But yeah, you will find the answers if you listen to your heart. Okay, so I'm going to run you through a few things which have helped me to change the limiting belief of not being enough. So number one is waking up in the rising and choosing to feel worthy as this is something only you can control. And what I mean by this is do things at the start of your day that make you feel worthy. You know, it could be saying affirmations out loud in the mirror, having a shower and rubbing coconut oil on your skin, like meditating to get out of your mind and into your heart space, giving yourself a massage, journaling what you love about yourself, you know, along with your gratitude, like all of these things will help you to boost that feeling of worthiness. 100%. Like, I think I spoke about this in the last episode about really giving yourself more self-love and compassion and just, yeah, honestly, just more love towards our beings. And the more we do that, the more we can give to others. Like, it's, it's not that hard. But then it is so hard as well. Like I've been there. I've been there when you just, you don't want to give love to yourself. I've, I've definitely been there. And when you're standing in the mirror and you're like, I fucking hate myself or I'm not good enough or my hair doesn't look good today or I'm not pretty enough. All these limiting shitty beliefs that we've fucking been literally been conditioned to having since we were young or however ago are all coming up. And yes, it can be so hard in the moment. But really changing those, like you can catch, challenge and change these beliefs. And I've, I talked about that in, I think, a couple of episodes as well ago. And doing that, oh my God, it just stops. It stops your mind. And then you can be like into your heart, like just feel your heart and be like, oh my God, like, thank you. Thank you for beating every single day. My eyes, I can see the beauty of the world. I get to use my voice to speak my truth or to guide others, like my hands, they, my arms and my hands can be used to hold others and squeeze them and tell, you know, and show them how much I love them. Like our bodies are so beautiful and are perfect and just so enough. Like where you are right now is where you're supposed to be. And what you look like right now is, is so enough. Like just seriously, I really encourage you after this episode to go into the mirror and tell yourself you're fucking enough, you are empowering, you are loved, and you are love. You are love. And you are beautiful. And just literally just hold your heart and say these words. And seriously, sometimes it can be really hard to do it because, yeah, it's, it can be uncomfortable. and It can be weird, but then you realize this ain't weird. Showing myself love is not weird. It is normal and what we should be doing. What literally what we should be doing. And it feels so good doing it. God, it feels so good to be one with your body. One with our bodies. Like, oh God, it's so empowering. And to know that you can be in complete alignment with your body and move freely and just trust in it. God, I love it. <laughs> Gosh, I went such on a tangent, but I I had to. Number two is changing the narrative of your life. And 
We talk to ourselves more than any other person we interact with all day. We are in our own ear gabbing away. That inner dialogue is powerful because we believe whatever we say. It's the reality, you know, we exist within. So become aware of what you're telling yourself, like I just said, in the mirror. Maybe you're saying you are not smart enough to start that new business or take that new opportunity or you're wondering if you're not, if you're meant to be alone, questioning if love exists for you. Like the problem isn't merely the obvious low self-esteem this creates, but also that when you tell yourself these things, there's no opportunity to believe differently. Like our our brains have a negative bias, which means we are built to look for limits. You know, there was actually a study done at the Ohio State University and they found that the brain consistently reacts most strongly to negative stimuli more than anything else. And that means it's easy for us to see the bad in everything or slip into a negative mentality. But we have the power to create perspective. Unconsciously, we may notice the negative evidence, the reason that belief is true. But consciously, we can, literally, we can acknowledge the positive. And when you look for the positive evidence that you're good enough, you will see it. You will, you know, you might find it in small things first, like the man who smiles at you when you're on your walk or a compliment given by a coworker or a friend on the, I don't know, the last project you worked on or how beautiful your skin looks or whatever. Like soon you may notice more significant, like positive evidence. You know, it doesn't mean it, you know, wasn't there before. It just means that now you are actually capable of seeing it and fully experiencing the ways you are amazing. Gosh, you are so amazing. You are so loved. I, just, I feel like I just got to drill that in people's minds. And often I have to drill that into my own mind. So that goes to, for me too, Emma. So don't worry. Like I, I feel you. I feel where you're at. It's okay. <laughs> Number three is give yourself what you want to receive from others. And I actually have this statement in my car for my sister and I bloody love it because every time I look at it, I'm reminded. I'm like, fuck yeah, I need to give myself more love. I need to give myself some affection. (laughs) And because often we are waiting for a feeling. It could be that you're waiting to feel loved, accepted, desired or appreciated. For you, what is that, you know, what is that that you hope you feel in our relationship? And I ask because all the time I hear women say things like, or men, I mean, in this, in this instance, it's women, but you know, they'll be like, I attract men who aren't emotionally available. All I want is to be prioritized. But when we look closer, you know, she recognizes that in fact, she isn't prioritizing herself. Like we have a relationship with ourselves too. And we need to feel fulfilled in that connection first so we can relate to another person with our whole heart. And when you believe you deserve the best, it's what you will receive. When you get clear on this and own this desire, you'll notice a shift in your life. And that's not to say that you won't experience feelings of not being good enough at times. You know, you will. Like, we're fucking human. It's just how you react to them and if you decide them to be true, 
which will path the way for your next steps. Like, literally, it is how you react to these feelings. And if you keep telling yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, this, like I've said before, it will manifest into that. And there will be anxiety coming up. There will be fear coming up. There will be all these emotions that you're like, oh, my God, but it stem from that limiting belief. And once you, if you tell yourself in the mirror, yep, I'm not good enough today, but then you come back and you're like, hold on, I am good enough. I am so good enough. And, you know, as soon as we, you know, as soon as this limiting belief comes into your mind, stop and question its truth. You know, here you have the ability to change this belief and not let it rob you from achieving all that you're meant to. Like, gosh, we are often much harder on ourselves than we are on others. But with mindfulness and dedication, we can change this. When we all realize it was the belief system that we grew up with that was holding us down, we can then decide to live in our truth of being free from society's mold. Fucking mic drop. Mic drop. I love that statement. I really want to say it again. I'm going to say it again. When we realize it was the belief system that we, grow, that we grew up with that was holding us down, we can decide to live in our truth of being free from society's mold. God damn. <laughs> and God, every one of you listening right now is so enough. Like you don't need validation. You are the validation. Go back to where this limiting belief was created and change it. Like we cannot properly heal ourselves if we don't go back and acknowledge the pain we felt in past experiences, especially ones we have held on to since being a child. And here we can change the narrative that no longer serves us. We can finally move forward, live in our beautiful truth, achieve what we know we can and have energy and every ability to, of, you know, doing it well. And the Insight Timer app has a great, um, or a few actually, a few great meditations for releasing limiting beliefs. And the more you start to become consciously aware of the negative voices in your head, the more power you have to change them. Like engage in self-development to grow a healthy mind and body. Like Saying a couple of affirmations, you know, like I've said before, like, you know, yeah, saying just some affirmations each morning won't do much if you are then going about your day the same way as yesterday, having the same thoughts that are creating the same outcomes. Nothing will change if you don't commit to wanting to change. Start reprogramming your mind and soon enough, your life will flow freely and you will be vibrating at that higher frequency and therefore attract more of what you desire, like love, abundance, opportunities, wealth, internal happiness and clarity. You can surrender and allow the universe or whatever your higher power is to guide you. God, gosh, I've literally, I love today's episode. So I hope you have too. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing. And God, I just love speaking about this stuff. Because this is what people need to learn. People need to learn this stuff. And yeah, I'm so grateful that I can be a voice for you guys. And 
yeah, like, oh, I just hope like it's also you get, you know, you're, 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 you put a smile on your face, you're having a smile on your face, like you're feeling empowered. Like I really hope you're feeling all these feelings and just, yeah, thank you for believing in me and giving me your precious time. Like, God, it's, it's really awesome to know that, you know, I'm in your ears right now. Like that is awesome. And like, I just love being here with you and you are enough. Like you were so enough and everything within you is perfect. And, you know, as it should be, like nothing external can make you feel as much joy as when you feel it internally, because then, you know, you are not fighting with yourself anymore. You are aligned with your being. God, (laughs) I love you. I don't even want to end this episode, but I'm going to have to. So (laughs) I love you all. And yeah, please take care of yourselves and those around you during these times. Like we need each other more than ever. And yeah, like remember you are loved. You are glowing and you are enough, baby. You are so enough. Go in the mirror right now and tell yourself you're enough. Feel it in your heart. Change those limiting beliefs through meditation or whatever whatever it is you need to do to change those limiting beliefs you had from past experiences. Do it. Believe me, it's going to change your life, man. <laughs> Peace and love. I love you so much. Please stay safe. You are loved. You're enough. Mwah.